0: Morning folks, most of you know that uh, I at least try to ask God what he wants to say before I preach and uh, generally I think we come with somewhere near the mark but there are days and times when you know you have a word from the Lord and I want to tell you that today the creator of the universe wants to speak to every heart here. This is a profound word, simple, yet it blew me away. The Lord woke me in the night and spoke to me. I went back to sleep. He woke me. I went back to sleep. He woke me. And so by the morning, after having been wakened about half a dozen times, I said, Lord, I hear you. I get it. He said, you hear me, but you don't get it. I said, oh, sorry, Lord. Because the words he said to me were, my grace is sufficient. I said, yeah, I know that, Lord. He said, David, my grace is sufficient. I said, Lord, I know all about your grace. He said, yes, but did you hear the end of it? It's sufficient. And that word sufficient is something that I've run past. And the Lord does not want any of us to leave this place today without understanding The sufficiency, totally, the total sufficiency of God's grace for you and your life. So it's not about His grace, although it is, it's about the sufficiency of His grace. And that just changes the dynamic. Because for most of us, I believe, and my life journey, and I've met a lot of people, and I've talked to a lot of people, and I've prayed for a lot of people, that word is the missing link between us and the Father's heart for us. My grace is sufficient. It's completely enough for all things. You may think you need to do something or not do something to have a complete connection to me, God said, but my grace is sufficient for all that is needed. The two key words, God's grace and God's sufficient grace, are important. It's completely enough, whatever the circumstance. God's grace, which is God's, hear these words, you've probably heard them before, but this all has to be restated today. God's grace, God's, hear this, unmerited favour, not unearned unmerited that means without any merit from us there is god's favor towards us we do not have to earn god's favor god's favor is unmerited but that also means what god is saying is that that unmerited favor is sufficient to cover all of the things that in our mind have separated us from God. It's completely sufficient. You see, the fullness of the Godhead dwelt in Jesus. And through Jesus, we connect into the fullness of the Godhead, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. And so grace and truth, which came in Jesus, is what we connect into. If you have your Bibles with you, if you just want to open them up to John 1, there's a couple of verses I want to look at. John 1, verse 17 and 18 and also sorry 14 to 18 let's start there the word became flesh and made his dwelling among us this is jesus we have seen his glory the glory of the one and only who came from the father full of grace and truth. So You see Jesus was the embodiment of God's unmerited favor. He is for us the complete delivery of unmerited favor of God's grace offered to us. We don't have to go and do anything but accept that grace and favor which is towards us in Jesus Christ the big takeaway in this is that God's grace is sufficient for our fully paid up forever up close personal relationship with God do you get that God's grace is sufficient for our fully paid up forever close and personal relationship with the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Grace, the unmerited favour of God towards us, is sufficient to take care of all the choices, thoughts and actions that we would make or be part of, that in the smallest or biggest way cause God distress. Do you realise that? No matter whether you go and murder someone or whether you just have a bad thought, all of that, is no longer attributed to you as a reason to be separated from the Father. God's unmerited favour has been released and extended to us in Jesus coming into the earth and us embracing what Jesus has done to make it right for us with the Father. The unmerited favour of God has reached out to us in Jesus Christ. There is nothing to add It is, what's the word? Sufficient. I don't want you to go home without knowing that in your heart and in your head and in your spirit today. It is sufficient. I grew up thinking that it wasn't sufficient. I grew up thinking that I had to be good to be somehow okay with God. Now I don't upset God, I like to be in a relationship with someone who I'm kind of being nice towards But the way God sees me is he sees me through Jesus. And he said, David, Jesus has made it right for you with me. Everything that you've done is covered over in the righteousness of Christ. Everything you've done has been swallowed up in the favor that I just can't help but pour out upon you through Jesus. Yes, the Father's sad when we're less than what he knows we can be. But his grace is sufficient to never have him let anything separate us from his arms of love for us. This picture of grace at work towards us from the Father is the platform from where God launches his unconditional love seeking restored relationship with us. When I was out walking with the Lord the other morning, he said to me, as love is the engine of connection, so grace is the fuel to the engine. So as God's love is the, God's unconditional love is what drives his heart to us, the fuel to his heart is grace. Does that make sense to you? I thought that was a pretty good analogy for the Lord to paint that picture for me. Like, his whole core is unconditional love happening towards us. But what does that look like? What's unconditional love look like? It looks like grace that's sufficient, not insufficient, because then it probably would be conditional love. You see, if it was only just so much love, it wouldn't be unconditional So God's saying to us, I believe in this time on planet Earth that he wants us to know without any shadow of doubt that the fuel that energizes unconditional love is grace. This this picture of unconditional love is something that, you know, I struggle with. I struggle with it because I go, well, how do I love that person unconditionally? God said to me, David, it's pretty simple. Grace is how you love that person unconditionally. Apply the same criteria that I apply to you. Unmerited favour. Don't look for something back. Just love with unmerited favour. A bit confronting actually. But this is what God is calling us to. In this day, in this time. see Grace initiates and fuels the delivery of unconditional love to us from the Father and he wants it for us to flow through us to others. When we receive it, it opens the door for us to receive the whole sense of being acceptable without reservation. Did you know that? That the Father accepts you without reservation. There are none. No reservation whatsoever. You've got to hear that God loves you without reservation. He doesn't love you as long as you do, or as long as you think, or as long as you have a particular belief other than in Jesus, of course. But God, well, and but the, the crazy thing is, the crazy thing is that God loves the people that don't love Jesus. He loves everybody in the whole earth. He sent Jesus to rescue us out of darkness, but there's a lot of people still in darkness. But God's favour is still aimed at them in Jesus Christ. Jesus is the personification of God's grace to the world. For those of us who have been blessed to know Jesus, we step into a place of revelling in that place of grace. Grace initiates and fuels the delivery of unconditional love for us that we can then receive it and walk it out and accept it without reservation and then become a reservoir of unconditional grace to others. The Father does all the work in initiating this relationship. All we have to do is turn up for the hug. That's it, turn up for the hug. I like that. God's done everything else, I just turn up for the hug. I say, thanks, Father, I'll I'll have that. That's pretty cool, really. And it's almost like the Father's waiting with his arms open on the throne saying, come on, David, I'm waiting. Come and run up and say good day." You know, it's not like, have you done your morning devotions yet? Let's not chat until you're finished. No. Come on in. My unmerited favour just can't help itself but be poured out on you. Don't worry about the things that you think are in the way of our relationship. I've taken care of that. There is nothing in the way of our relationship, David. It's all done. It's all covered. Because my grace is what? Sufficient. Woo! Thank you, Lord. Nothing to add to sufficient. It's sufficient. It's done. I kept going, sufficient. And the Lord said, Yeah, sufficient. That means it's enough. Whatever enough is needed. It's done. I've been doing this stuff for a long time. And this revelation to me in the last couple of weeks has lit my fire again, I can tell you. I thought I knew all this stuff. But suddenly I'm going, hang on a minute. I used to, I believe it's sufficient, but. The Lord's telling me, delete the but. There's no sufficient, but it is sufficient. That's why he kept telling me all night, my grace is sufficient. I'm going, yeah, I know that, Lord. He said, my grace is sufficient. Yeah, Lord, I get it. But I wasn't getting it. I was still having this sense of conditionalness on it. It is so, so important that we know that we can just turn up for the hug and walk in the truth of God's declared place of grace for us. There's been a lot of reflecting lately about the, uh, and, and rightly so, and it's been great, about relationship. Um, as a, probably some of it as a result of the stuff that Putty Putman came and shared in Australia. <clears throat> but it's been, we've been reminded of the, the fact that we handed the dominion that was given to us by the Father over to the enemy in the garden and then of course Jesus came and restored um, the dominion back into our hands as we've embraced him so that we have authority and we have dominion in the earth. So, those of us that have embraced Jesus live in that place of dominion. But we don't always operate in that place of dominion. The great restoration of you and me to the Father through this coming back into relationship was birthed in God's heart of grace towards us before we were ever born. Grace always was and always will be the special fuel of his unconditional love towards us. John 3.16, for God so loved the world that he gave his only son. And it goes on and says he didn't come into the world to judge the world, but the world through him might be saved. Grace was what drove that. So what do we do in this new place of grace in the Father's presence? We're meant to let it flow through us. We receive it and as Grace, truth comes to us so we are meant to be conduits of that to others that we can be the instrument of God's grace which is sufficient to people around about us. It covers the new commandment that Jesus gave. But sadly for many of us in the body of Christ we stop short of being channels of God's grace and that's sad. the Lord said to me, the other thing he said as I was walking, he said, don't let your brokenness block this unconditional love from reaching those around you. And I thought that was pretty profound too, because the things that are not healed up in me will probably be blockages to the unconditional love flow of God to others. And often the things that are not healed up in me are because I haven't realised the unconditional sufficiency of God's grace. Because when I get that, I suddenly am free. Don't miss the freedom. Don't miss the freedom. I felt a strong sense of the Lord saying, feel the love. It's through the grace expressed The unmerited favour. In showing acceptance of others with warm, open, you belong in my world if you want to. I can't say you belong in my world, but I can say you belong in my world if you want to. I can apply that invitation because of the unmerited favour that God wants me to apply to everyone in this room and everybody that's not in this room. And the invitation... And the challenge, I guess, is that we should embrace that as what God would want us to go and show. Back in 1997, which is last century, I bought a book when it came out called What's So Amazing About Grace by Philip Yancey. And when I was telling Carol about this sort of thing that God was saying and doing to me in the last week she said maybe you should have another read of that Yancey book that you've got that you read 20 years ago I said that's a good idea so I went and picked it up and uh, I started to flick through it and and these words came to me on page 15 I want to just read them to you a counsellor called David Siemens uh, said these words to Yancey and he wrote them down he said many years ago I was driven to the conclusion that the two major causes of most emotional problems among evangelical Christians are these. So he's talking about Christians who have a problem, not people that aren't Christian. The failure to understand, to receive and live our God's unconditional grace and forgiveness. That's the first thing. And the failure to give out that unconditional love Forgiveness and grace to other people. I thought, that's what I just wrote. That's what I just wrote, Lord. He said, Yeah, well, that's what I'm wanting you to reiterate. Okay. We read, we hear, we believe a good theology of grace, but that's not the way we live. It's not my words. Blame him. The good news of the gospel of grace has not penetrated the level of our emotions. Having written the message, the Lord said, this is exactly what I am saying. And that encapsulates a part of what we're saying this morning. The good news of the gospel of grace, the good news that says you and I are the recipients of favour that we don't have to earn and we never could, that God has declared to be sufficient for you and me. Let it, let it penetrate to the level of our emotions so that instead of our emotions causing our reactions in relation to other people, let the truth of grace be the engine that drives our unconditional love towards other people. Does this all make sense? It's really, I I believe it's profound. It's It's that kind of, it's sufficient. I don't have to do anything else. I don't have to pretend that I'm good but I'm not in front of the father he knows he knows how i'm behaving he knows what's happening in my heart and in my head one of the other things the lord said to me yesterday was he said the enemy comes along and plants seeds in our mind about our inadequacy and our insufficiency which causes us to doubt the sufficiency of god's grace in other words he says uh you know you do need to smarten up your game before you'll be okay with God it's a lie rip that seed out and throw it away as soon as you start to get some thoughts into your mind that you know are not from God get rid of them just declare them to be no way well I I don't want that in my mind take it away get out of it just reject it because they're the things that want to come and distress our emotions And stop us from being able to walk in this place of the sufficiency of God's grace. He yearns for you and for me to live in that place of grace with him. Then your world and the world of others around you will be amazing. It's a promise from God. And it was like this morning, I felt like the Lord said, there's this giant pool of grace here. Just imagine this is a pool of grace. And that we can walk through this pool of grace and wash off all of the things that we thought we had to add to be okay with God. Because he's saying, my grace is sufficient. My grace is sufficient. It's like being baptised in grace. You know, we step into grace and we let it soak into us and we let it change our emotions, change our mind, change us into this place of being fully connected with the truth that God is saying to you today when he says, My grace is sufficient. Do you want to walk through that pool today? Do you want to walk through that pool of grace? And just sometimes when you physically do something, it it connects. I haven't worked out if this will work or not, but let's try it. I think think what the Holy Spirit's doing is inviting us to walk through the pool of grace. And just as we walk across the front here this morning, I declare this now in the name of Jesus to be a pool of grace. The sufficiency of the grace of God. So if, if you want to just take a minute, walk through it, you don't have to dance, you can if you want to, but walk through it, just get up from where you are, if, if you want to, I'm not telling everybody to do this, and as you walk through this, just let the Holy Spirit wash off the things that you've added and thought you had to have to be okay. And the things that you thought God's grace wasn't sufficient to deal with in your life, the secret sin, whatever it might be, or the unsecret sin, or the thing that troubles you. As you walk across here this morning, just let it go and go, thank you, Father, that your grace is sufficient. You want to do that? Whoever wants to do that, I just invite you to come and walk through and back to your seat. The sufficiency of the grace of God is here to wash away the stuff that you've probably not thought was going to be covered by the grace of God bless you. Thank you, Lord. Receive his sufficient grace. Thank you, Lord. Yes, Lord. The pool of your grace for life. Thank you, Lord. That you're leaving behind everything that you ever thought was between you and the Father. You're just leaving it behind here this morning. It's just being washed off in the pool of the grace of God, the sufficiency that has changed how you will connect with the Father. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. You see, you don't have to do anything. Just walk through this grace pool. (laughs) Thank you, Lord. (laughs) And, you know, there's so many things that we've got buried that we think have somehow been a reason why God wasn't going to love us unconditionally. And he's saying there is nothing that stops my unconditional love reaching out for you. (sighs) Huh. And and the favour of God, the unconditional, unmerited favour of God has been established in the earth in Jesus. And so as we walk through this pool, we're freshly connecting by the power of the Holy Spirit with all that Jesus has done to make us right with the Father. So Lord, I just thank you for each one of us that this morning has been reminded And Lord, I I thank you that you reminded me so powerfully that your grace is sufficient. There's nothing to add to your grace. You're the creator of the universe. You know everything. You know my heart, you know my mind, and you know the heart and mind of every person here, and you know the heart and mind of every person in the whole earth. And you've said that in Jesus You've taken care of all of the things in our hearts and minds that are in any way distressing to you. You've, you've sorted it out. And you've said, my grace, it's sufficient for our relationship to be alive and vibrant. Come and let me be your father. Let me be the personification of unconditional love towards you. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Holy Spirit. And I pray, Lord, that what you've washed off this morning, as, as we've responded to your invitation to stand in that place of receiving your sufficiency, your, your grace, Lord, that the things that have been washed off, we just ask that they, when they raise their head again, you would point to them and say, that's done. My grace is sufficient. Remind us, Lord, because we're easily reminded by the enemy. Would you show us, Lord, when these things raise their head again, that they are not a barrier. They are not a separation. That they are lies of the enemy because you've said that what Jesus has done has taken care of all of that, that your unmerited favour towards us is sufficient for our relationship to be alive and vibrant with you, Father, and with you, Jesus, and with you, Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name, amen. I didn't get a lot of agreement there, but that's okay. The most important thing is the one word you don't forget today is the grace of God is... Hang on to that because the enemy will try and tell you it's not, but it really, really is. I bless you to go in the sufficiency of God. There's a few words for healing that the Lord spoke to the team about this morning.